it is the seventh inning stretch and going into the fourth quarter combined, as it were, as far as the District 25th election is going. You've got uh, Marvin Jeffco taking on Julie Wong. Marvin, ever the gentleman, he's not going to say anything bad about Julie. He's just going to talk bad about her party, the Democratic Party that seems to have lost the essence of democracy in its actions and is turning out to be more and more and more and more and more like the Socialist Party of America or the Communist Party of America and the policies it's adopting and the laws that it does not want implemented. And that is getting worse and worse and worse. It seems that the Democratic Party, when they want certain laws to be implemented, always seem to go against their political opponents or people they specifically target. But when it's the general laws applications, uh, you know, some are more protected than others. And that is the sad reality of it. So let's listen to Marvin Jeffcoat as he talks about how people can have more in life and in law under a fairer and harder working governance, uh, governance rather, at City Hall, uh, where you have a government that is truly of, for, and by the people working for you from Gracie Park to City Hall. Yeah, uh, have you had a chance to uh, to uh, hear any of the last minute uh, attacks and uh, a lot of this uh, material that's coming out now? Uh, we had Eric Adams talking about uh, Curtis Lewa's uh, uh, fake arrests uh, before or, or fake cases. And then we had uh, uh, Curtis Lewa today countering with uh, uh, realericadams.com. Uh, are, are you planning uh, a big revelation on uh, Julie Wan? Is Wan wrong? Well, first of all, I want to say that I, I understand Curtis was in a car accident, and I just want to wish him well. He's a great leader, and we need him, and my prayers go out to him. Um, and hopefully he recovers. He's out of Lenox Hill Hospital and he's back on the campaign trail. Um, as, as far as uh, decades-old mistakes, you know, I was a young paratrooper and I went out there and I did things and I learned from my mistakes. Curtis did the same thing. He stood up in the debate in front of God and everybody and he apologized for his mistake. And it's water under the bridge. And it's really, I won't say unfair because it did happen. But it's irrelevant. It has nothing to do with this current race. Curtis is a different person, a much more mature man. He's a leader. He's been leading for over 40 years. And he's the guy we need in there to be our mayor because he's going to just expose the dirt that Eric Adams will most likely cover up. And that's why Eric Adams wants to go on a character assassination hunt. As far as revelations about Julie, you know, she won't debate me. And so I can't address her directly. Um, you know, she's she's a fellow parent, she's a mother, she's a daughter, and a wife, so I'm, I'm not going to go out there slinging mud, but I'm going to say, you know, she's a part of a party that is a corrupt political machine that will continue to take advantage of the citizens in New York City, especially in the northern part of my district. They'll continue to use and abuse those people, and, you know... I don't know if Julie knows everything that's going on with her party. I don't know if she's directly responsible for what's been placed on her website. But again, I want to know how can a fellow parent 
support the legalization of all drugs with enough fentanyl coming across the border to kill every American a hundred times over? How can a fellow parent support the legalization of prostitution with all these illegal minors that are going to become a pipeline for abuse by these psycho pedophiles? How can a fellow parent, fellow New Yorker, support defunding the police department when crime is at an all-time high, especially violent crime and property crime? How can a fellow parent support defunding or removing school safety officers from high schools and other schools when the, the leader of her party citywide, the, the mayor, is scrambling to try to put more school uh, officers back into the schools because there's been an increase in violent crimes in schools. You know, how can she support her party's platform as a fellow parent? How can she support her party's platform of eliminating the gifted and talented program? That's going to hurt so many working class and, and minority children. It's just unreal. It's not fair. You know, I want what I can give to my child, I want that for every child. Charter schools, vouchers, homeschoolings, and if you want to keep your kid in public school, this public school that you pay taxes for, the gifted and talented program. So with me, I'm not gonna do an Eric Adams and try to besmirch Julie's character. I don't know her personally, but I know what she has allowed to be put on her website to represent her, and I ask her, Julie, how can you support these things? Why? When you, uh, when you look at uh, the Democratic Party and their position right now, it seems that every law uh, on the books is something that they want to decriminalize or take down, yet they keep piling on all these regulations to a point where we can't even get toothbrushes out of a, uh, out of, out of Newark port. Uh, there, there's actually a shortfall of toothbrushes is, is the latest thing uh, uh, that, that, that's been coming out in the news. Uh, and, and, and other basic items. So, so how can you have a party that, that is giving us less in law and less in what we need? Uh, wh wh what is your position on this? Is this systemic to them? Are they just uh, inept? Or is there some bigger plan here to just ruin America? Well, if you look at the way Marxist-Leninists operate, you know, we were for so long in the latent incipient phase of a Marxist-Leninist insurgency. And they've moved in between the latent incipient phase and the all-out warfare phase. And just prior to that, what they do in the countries that they take over is they create absolute misery. They create a shortage. Well, first of all, they create a lack of security and fear so that people are forced to depend on the government. But they create a shortage of um, resources so that people are at each other's throats and they justify the government coming in and taking the, and, and uh, executing martial law and, and basically warfare against American citizens. You know, they have been effective in brainwashing a generation of young people to the point where our teachers are now indoctrinated socialists pushing the socialist agenda. And what they see is they see a pushback from parents because what they did is they failed to recognize how many interracial marriages we have in america and so when they start their critical race theory and they label one side as a racist they're telling the kid to go home and say 
either mommy or daddy is the racist. And they didn't anticipate the pushback that they got. So their response to that is to come down hard on parents that are standing up to the school boards and telling them to stop this war on America with your critical race theory and label those parents domestic terrorists. So yes, there's a larger picture to this. And the shortage of supplies is just one phase of the Marxist insurgency where they create misery and they create fear. And that's that's a two-pronged attack, and that's exactly what they're doing. So that's what we're seeing on the streets today. This is a Marxist-Leninist insurgency being played out. And they've been at this for well over 100 years. They started right after the Bolshevik Revolution of 1919. They've infiltrated our bureaucracy and our government and all of our institutions to the point they, they've taken over the military. So they've weakened us so bad. All Americans need to stand up against this. Those, those containers are sitting off the coast of California because California created the regulations you, you talked about that won't allow the truckers to go and get the product and bring them across the United States. Now, Governor DeSantis is a good counter to that because he's, excuse me, he's saying bring them to Florida and I'll let them get through the rest of the United States. So he's the savior in all this because we're not going to get any support from our federal government. The federal government is not going to do what it's constitutionally mandated to do, which is to promote the general welfare and the common defense. Um, you know, they've made us weaker. Things that we need, you can't get chips for automobiles in because of this self-imposed embargo. But worse than that, you know, we can't get chips in for our javelin missile systems. As an infantryman, I know what I need to kill tanks. And if we were invaded today, we couldn't do that. So yes, it's all part of a bigger picture. They want to create fear and misery so that they can declare martial law and they can, they, they've convinced a generation of soldier. We saw a young staff sergeant on TikTok that boasted about citizens if we told them to get back in their door. They didn't. I mean, that would have been unheard of in my day. They court-martialed a colonel in the Marine Corps who called for accountability, yet they allowed this young staff sergeant to talk about basically violating the laws of land warfare and, and our own federal constitution. Yes, it's part of a larger picture. It's all by design. When, uh, you know, we, we uh, of course, realize that, that this is your home stretch, so we're going to give you a, a couple of moments here. What do you want to say directly to the people in the 25th District? Uh, I might make this a short special, just, just, just this tail end portion, but, but for, uh, for the purposes of this interview, we're going to keep it all together. But what is your message uh, to, to the voters uh, from now until uh, the end of voting uh, on November 2nd? Well, you know, real quick, I want to say to the people in the northern part of my district, I've been up there to visit you. I'll be back out there on Election Day at Jacob Reese. I've heard you. I understand you want safe streets. You want education. We're going to make domestic violence a felony, which I thought battery already was. Um, and in the southern part of my district, these mandates are out of control. The government is not working for us. They're working for themselves. They're trying to indoctrinate us. And I will end the 39th Avenue bike lane fiasco. They call it a bike boulevard. It's a bike lane fiasco. There's a time and a place for both. There's space enough for bike lanes, for greenery, for parks, 
But what they did on 39th Avenue is a travesty, and they did it against the will of 12,000 citizens that live in that area of, of my district, the 26th district, and they did it against the pleading and recommendations of an FDNY fire lieutenant. He can't get his trucks down there. And when I walk down the street and I talk to the sanitation guys, DSNY, we got a great sanitation department, but it's a hassle for them. It, it takes... It makes their route longer. What they've just done is they've built in overtime if they don't know it, but they probably don't care about that. I'm going to give you the accountability with audits and budgeting. They're going to tell me what it costs to run every department in the city because they're going to come testify to that, and then they're going to tell me why they're spending money outside of what they're supposed to be spending it on, and I'm going to make the government work for you, whether it's the domestic violence issues that we see, education, or these mandates like the 39th Avenue bike boulevard fiasco. Um, I've heard what you had to say in the district. I don't know where Julie's been. I know I, I know she's got a UFT paid for truck there. You all kinds of pie in the sky things, but I'm going to be there working for you every day to make this government, this city government, work for the people of this district and to listen to what you have to say. The governor, the government obeys us, not the other way around. That's, that's my quick message. And I want to give you one little thing while walking around today. is uh, I, I almost got hit by a couple of bicycles and these uh, little electric bikes that run around on the sidewalks. Uh, there seems to be no enforcement whatsoever of regulations that say, hey, you know, that thing has a motor. It's considered a motor bike. Uh, these are actually scooters, the ones you sit down on. These aren't the ones, you know, where kids are standing up on, like, little, little uh, pushing prods. But are you going to do something about those, uh, you know, little electric bikes that have been running down little old ladies, blind guys like me, and little kids, too? Well, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm not a more regulation kind of guy, but where regulation is needed is common sense. You know, I was talking to my barber this morning, and he told me what you need is a department of common sense so that whenever a bill or a law is passed before it's finalized and signed by the executive, it should have to pass the, the department of common sense. And, yeah, we need to enforce regulations that are already on the books. It's already illegal to operate a motor vehicle, a motor conveyance, without a valid license, a license plate. A lot of these conveyances, these, these vehicles, so to speak, don't have license plates on them. So where I'm going to empower the police, again, to do their job. Um, you know, it used to be, at least when I was a military policeman, uh, a police officer could not observe a crime and not do anything about it. I'm going to empower them. I'm going to give them their um, immunity, their qualified immunity back. And I'm going to talk with the uh, local precinct captains or commanders and tell them, look, start enforcing the law. Work with traffic enforcement. Get them all doing it together. Down, down in Brooklyn, I learned that they have what they call a march order, and the community board can get with all the regulatory agencies that cover that particular area and enforce what needs to be enforced to shut down a nuisance. Like if you have underage drinking, or, you know, illegal perm clubs at night, things of that nature. So why not do a march order on these illegal bicycles that are actually harming people? I mean, it doesn't take much force to knock an old person to the ground and kill them. So, you know, that's, to me, when they operate that way, if they do cause a death, there would be manslaughter. Um, so, yes, I would crack down on them. I would, I would work with the local uh, precincts, and I think we should have unity of command where the police department should work with traffic enforcement. And oh, by the way, if you have uh, the sanitation captain out there looking for violations, um, you know, he can, he can get in on that too and, and write summonses. 
you know, pull these guys over and write them a summons. And, and the summons, I'm going to have to lobby, lobby uh, Albany to make sure they end this cash bail nonsense, but write them a summons to where they have to appear. And, oh, by the way, confiscate the illegal conveyance. Get it off the street. It's, you know, they, they violate our Second Amendment rights in a heartbeat, you know, to the point where they, they're going to start confiscating legally owned firearms. Let's confiscate these illegally operated motor conveyances. So that's exactly what I would do. Okay. Well, well thank you so much uh, uh, t today, uh, Marvin, for, for being with us. We know voting is going on. We know you've had a busy day. And uh, wish you the best of luck. Mike, I just want to say one more thing. I'm going to be on Skillman Avenue and 43rd Street at, at Tarnsey Park Playground, and uh, we're going to have some balloons and things for the kids, and I'm going to be there to talk to the parents about what we're going to do for the community, how we're going to make New York City government work for you.